You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. How can I live a life of abundance where I'm giving and receiving in a way that's life-giving to the world rather than living from a place of scarcity? You know, we began our summer with a series called Ways We Say I Love You. And our vision for that series was that during this whole summer season, we would increase the volume of our love as a church, that we would, each of us in our lives, be loved right where we live, you know, where we work, where we live, and where we play, maybe where we vacation. You know, people see God through the church more beautifully when when we more beautifully love the world that we live in. Today, we want to close our summer with some teaching from Jesus on how to love our community and how to approach our life from a place of abundance and generosity, uh, both giving and receiving. And we want to encourage you to also have a time of reflection on ways that maybe we have said, I love you, to the people in our lives this last summer. So let's jump into our teaching. Uh, this will be familiar from the last few weeks, starting in Mark 6. Verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus and told them everything they had done and taught on their their ministry, um, kind of their mission trip that Jesus had set, sent them on. In verse 31, many people were coming and going, and so there was no time to eat. And he said to the apostles, come by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. They departed in a boat by themselves for a deserted place. And many people saw them leaving and recognized them. And so they ran ahead from all the cities and arrived before them. And when Jesus arrived, he saw a large crowd that he was trying to get some rest from. And he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And then he began to teach them many things. Late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, this is an isolated place and it's already late in the day send them away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and the villages and buy something to eat for themselves. But Jesus replied, you give them something to eat. They said to him, should we go off and buy bread worth almost eight months and give it to them to eat? Is that very practical? He said to them, well, how much bread do you have? Take a look. After checking, they said five loaves of bread and two fish. He he directed the disciples to seat all the people in groups as though they were having a banquet on green grass. Isn't that interesting? So he doesn't listen to disciples and send them away. He gathers them, circles them into communities. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties on the green grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven and blessed them broke the loaves into pieces, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided two fish among them, and everyone ate until they were full. And they filled 12 baskets with the leftover pieces of bread and fish. About 5,000 had eaten. Wow, this is amazing. 
This is amazing. You see this journey from being in a deserted, like desert place to a place of green pasture, like a like this imagery, this journey of like a shepherd taking care of his sheep, moving from a desert place with no uh, food where the sheep are hungry to these green pastures where there's food. And, and by the end of the story, they go from being hungry to being filled. Uh, the disciples go from 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 having this idea of, hey, we don't have enough to having more than enough. This is an incredible story. And I, I think this has something so powerful to teach us about um, how to love from a place of what we have and seeing with eyes of abundance rather than eyes of scarcity. And I want you to notice something. Before the disciples open their hearts to circle people up, into communities of belonging, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And before they open their hands to give and receive the bread from Jesus, and before they saw the bread multiply and overflow and satisfy the people, Jesus asked, asked them to open their eyes to go and see what they have. In fact, it said this in that story. Should the, the disciples say, should we go off and buy bread worth almost eight months, pay and give it to them? Like, just go buy it? And even if we wanted to, that's not practical. And Jesus said to them, how much bread do you have? Go take a look. Don't focus on what you don't have. Go look at what you do have. You know, in the face of like overwhelming need and an overwhelming problem. Our tendency is just to stay focused on the problem and our lack of ability, our scarcity. And Jesus, in the face of the need, says, go and see what you have. Looking at what we already have, abundance in community starts with learning to go and see, to take a new look at what we already have. And then from there, share it with the blessing of Jesus and see what happens. You know, uh, I love this quote from Parker Palmer. He said, the first step in any action that assumes abundance and wants to amplify it is to perceive and receive those resources already present to us in the abundance of life itself. Jesus helps us to see the grace already given before we receive the multiplication of the grace yet to be given. Now let's look at a moment that you might remember from earlier this summer. You, you might remember from maybe reading the Bible yourself, but this is a moment where the disciples practice what they learn from the loaves and the fish, the feeding of the 5,000 later in their ministry. This is when they're doing ministry and Jesus isn't there anymore. Jesus is resurrected and he's gone to be with his heavenly father. And now the disciples are learning to be the church and follow the spirit of Jesus in the world around them. This is from the book of Acts. It says, Peter and John were going up to the temple at three o'clock in the afternoon. They established prayer time. Meanwhile, a man crippled since birth was being carried in. And every day people would place him at the temple gate known as the beautiful gate. So he could ask for money from those entering the temple. Was, this was a form of, of taking care of, of those who are broken and uh, who are marginalized in society. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he began to ask them for a gift. This is how people in his position survived. He asked for a gift. Peter and John stared at him, and Peter said, look, look at us. 
And so the man gazed at them, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, I don't have any money, but I will give you what I do have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, rise up and walk. And then he grasped the man's right hand and raised him up. And at once his feet and ankles became strong. And jumping up, he began to walk around. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. They knew who this person was. They knew his situation and his disability. And they recognized, in verse 10, they recognized him as the same one who used to sit at the temple's beautiful gate asking for money. And they were filled with amazement and surprised at what had happened to him. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have the, the gift of just uh, saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heal you now. <laughs> I think this is an extraordinary moment. But I, what I want to hone in is, I think, a lesson that is deeply connected to um, the lesson we learned from the fish and the loaves. Focus in on this verse where Peter says, I don't have any money but I will give you what I do have. The disciples practice in this moment what they had learned from Jesus. To not, when we see a need, not to focus on our lack of ability to, to give in a way that we wish we could, but to start with what we have, what we can give. Love with who you are and what you have, not who you aren't and what you don't have. God doesn't ask you to be anybody but you or to give gifts that you don't have. Jesus asks us to look and see what we have and to give from that place of abundance. And when you look back over your summer, maybe when you look back over your life even, what were the ways you showed tangible love from the abundance of what you had, not from what you didn't? What stories of tangible love throughout this summer were you a part of? I think sometimes love is simpler than we like to make it. So let's keep it simple. When you think about this fall, this upcoming fall, what are ways that you can continue to say, I love you to your world from what you have, from the gifts that you have in your life, maybe from the margin and from the abundance of of what you have been given. So from who you are, not from who you aren't, what, what ways can you love? And can you trust that maybe God will multiply the little or the medium or the maybe a lot that you're able to give and just trust him to multiply that grace? People need love. They need kindness. They need gentleness right now. And there isn't a better community, a more compassionate community, better poised and better positioned to do that than the church. So let's go be love. Guys, I love you so much. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.